Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Hello, everyone. This is Jennifer Conzin with The Art of Intimate Marriage. And we've covered all kinds of different topics last week. If you want to listen to the previous broadcast, you just go on my website, The Art of Intimate Marriage, and you'll find it there. We talked about touch and affection. So this week, we're going to talk about body image and how body image impacts sexuality. And I do have people say, why... What does that have to do with sexuality? It actually has a lot to do with sexuality. How people feel about their bodies, how they view their bodies, how they view other bodies definitely has an impact on how the intimate relationship goes. And it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of different ways that how someone views their body negatively comes out. It might be comments that you make about yourself. My nose is too big. My stomach is too fat. I am too skinny. My hair is too whatever, curly, straight, whatever, right? My breasts are too small. My penis is too small. My breasts are too big. I am not fit enough. I'm not athletic enough. My butt's too big. I have too much hair on my body. My ears stick out. My feet are this or that. Or There's so many different ways that we can have negative body image. Of course, the most common one that people will express is, I need to lose weight. I need to lose weight. I'm too heavy. I need to lose weight. I'm too, weight becomes a very attached to our view of ourselves and other people and our view of body image overall. So... Well, the reality is, what does that have to do with your sexual relationship in your marriage? One of the most common things that happens in marriage relationships when someone has a low body image for whatever reason, they'll often feel the desire to cover up their bodies, to either wear baggy clothes or to delay dress undressing or dressing so that they do it when their spouse isn't around because they don't want to uncover their bodies, that discomfort with being naked. So that desire to cover up can either be not being naked around their spouse or it can be just in general how they dress, wearing looser clothing so that it doesn't conform and show the parts of their body they don't like. So that's one of the big ways that body image can affect sex, but also because sex means touching body to body and bodies interacting in very intimate ways, when someone feels insecure about certain parts of their body or about their body overall, then they react or they flinch when someone touches that part. So this would be the husband coming from behind and wrapping his arms around his wife and she flinches because, oh, his hands are on the parts of her body she doesn't like. Or the husband who doesn't like to be caressed by his wife because he's insecure about the hair on his back or so on and so on. So when people have a negative view of themselves, it will affect just everyday affection, and it will affect more sensual touches, especially during sexuality, 
where, you know, you're touching that part of my body, my thighs, my butt, my waist, whatever, my back that I don't like. And then it almost becomes for some people a, a, a really hyper vigilant attention to that part of their body or, or is he is she going to touch that part? And it definitely affects the ability that the individual has to relax and enjoy sexuality. It does affect for some women, and I'll talk about research in a little bit, but it does affect for some women their ability to relax and reach orgasm. For some, there's also, if they don't feel good about their body, then they're also concerned about what they look like, especially during orgasm, because the body becomes <laughs> pretty unrestrained during orgasm and does all kinds of funny things. And so if somebody's concerned about their body in some way, even somebody who most of us would look at and go, wow, you're in great shape. Why would you have any issue with your body? But the idea of, boy, I don't even know what my body's doing. It's flailing everywhere during orgasm can make people have a difficult time with really enjoying being unrestrained sexually and really enjoying the sexual relationship because they're concerned about what they look like, not like a egotistical concerned with what they look like, but more of a insecure about what they look like. And so it makes it difficult to enjoy the actual letting the body go during orgasm. Um, sometimes, and in, in my work with couples and in just in, in the ministry as well, I'll hear couples talk about how they're, they're, they're concerned about whether they look attractive or whether their spouse thinks they're attractive, and it will cause them to avoid sex, literally, that, you know, I, I, either it's their own view of themselves, they have a negative view of their own body, or their spouse has made, or they think their spouse might be thinking negatively. They might have made negative comments, or they, they're concerned they might be thinking negative comments. And so people will avoid. And this isn't just a female thing. We tend to think, well, this is what women do. But in my experience, um, men do this as well. I have men who come to my office and share with me that they don't feel good about the weight on their body or some other issue about their body. And so they avoid touch and affection in the relationship and they avoid sex because they're pretty sure their spouse must think something negative or they just feel negative about their bodies. And so sex just brings up all of those body image issues. So it isn't just a female thing. It's very much both men and women. And it affects what's going on in the bedroom. And that, you know, possible avoiding of sex overall. I mean, the body image affects all kinds of different areas, not just sexuality. People will have just a negative self-talk that happens in their own brain when they have a low body image, you know, with just their own personal thoughts. Uh, they don't want to look in the mirror or they think I'm fat, I'm ugly, just negative phrases in their brain. I'm not like that person. I don't look like that. So that negative self-talk will happen if someone's body image is low. And it can get to the point where it really affects somebody's overall self-esteem and their hatred of themselves. And then definitely it can become not just a hatred of self, but very intertwined with a strong reaction to the body overall, just a hatred of the body overall. So it can go to those those points for some. It can lead to, like I said, kind of a hiding, not just in sex, but at other times as well, it can lead to depression and insecurity. And sometimes people 
pull back from even romance, not just sex, but everything romantic and everything social. And it can cause isolation and loneliness when somebody has challenges with body image. So it, it affects not just the sexual relationship, but it low body image affects whew, a lot of different areas in life for many. And we do know this from research. Specifically, I'm going to share some research on how it affects sex, low body image. They have found that when somebody has what you call an internalized body objectification, meaning they've heard negative things about the body or about their own body, or they've looked at the body ideal that's out there in media, movies, all that kind of stuff, and then they internalize a negative message, I'm not that. When someone has that internal negative message, and then it makes them self-conscious about their body overall, that has been associated in the research with sexual dysfunction. So, you know, we had a whole podcast, a whole, excuse me, broadcast on sexual dysfunction not too long ago. You can go back and listen to that. And those sexual dysfunctions have been associated in the research with a low body image. Uh, the negative view of the sexual self is also impacted. If someone has a negative body image, then the way they view themselves sexually and the way they view their sexual body has been found to be associated. They d have done research studies for Christian women that those who do have a negative body image, Christian women that have a negative body image, usually that's a, uh, they have also an association with sexual abuse in their background and with objectified body image interactions growing up. So very important to pay attention to is where does that negative body image come from? It could come from those negative past experiences. They did also find that body image has been associated with challenges, like I said, with dysfunction, specifically with sexual desire and with the challenge with initiating. When people have a difficult time initiating sex, asking that even if they feel aroused and want sex, if they have a negative body image, they are less likely to initiate. And for those individuals with that negative body image, they have sex less often, probably partially due to the lower desire and the lack of initiation. It's also associated with a lower enjoyment of sex, lower sexual satisfaction, and a lower, like I mentioned earlier, ability to achieve orgasm. And so the research has found, no surprise, that it negative body image is connected to an aversion to sex overall. That's usually really about the fact that people become self-conscious during sex, like I said earlier, and so just avoid it. For men specifically, one of the research studies found that if they experienced shame about their body and if they're, they'd experienced objectification, which for men, that's usually about... And that's usually in connection with having the lean muscular body. That's the ideal that's out there in the media for men, very, very much so. That if men experience shame and objectification around their lack of the muscular body, then it has been associated in the research with sexual arousal problems, with lower experiences of pleasure. It has also been associated with erectile functioning and with orgasm for men. So again, I can't emphasize enough. We tend to think this is kind of a woman thing. It's not. It's a woman and a man thing, male and female. And it is associated with low body images, associated with 
negative comments that people make in their heads, not just like I said earlier in their daily life, but also during sex, that they're making those negative comments, that negative internal dialogue while having sex. So, you know, finding out what your spouse is thinking in their brain can be quite revealing because if it's negative, it can affect how things are going. And so because of that, uh, they have found that those with that negative body image that have that negative talk then either dissociate or withdraw both emotionally and physically during sex. So there's kind of a pull away from really being in the moment. They pull away and almost separate from their body because of how negative they view their body during that time and therefore how their body is performing sexually. You know, on the flip side, they have found that when people have a positive body image, and this wasn't associated with whether they were in shape or not, it was that they just viewed themselves positively, that when people have a positive body image, then they have a more positive sexual self-esteem. They view themselves and their sexuality more positively. So research supports that connection. And, you know, you see that. You see it reflected in how much plastic surgery happens out there. And I don't even have time to go over all those stats. But you see the concern with body image reflected in plastic surgery stats. And you see it reflected within the church as well. You know, you'll you'll hear, gosh, people stand around at parties at church and they talk about, you know, what diet they're on. It's almost impossible to go, especially women. This is, this is even more so. Well, men will sit around and talk about what their workout is. So things around the body when people are eating together at church functions becomes this major focus. And women will discuss all of their diets. I call it fat talk. They stand around and talk about, well, I really shouldn't be eating this, but today. So you see it in, in, the fam- in our spiritual families where they, we talk negatively. And that's reflected often in how people grow up, that there's some negative views of their body growing up. They've heard negative comments in their family life growing up. Mom said negative things. Dad said negative things and so on. So sometimes that negative view of the body comes from our church background and our family background. I'm going to take just a minute to take a little mental break right now and explain to you what you can do to interact with me on this show. You can go back and listen to previous broadcasts on the Art of Intimate Marriage website, theartofintimatemarriage.com. It has the podcast versions on there. And on there is also a blog, and you can actually click to go purchase the book, The Art of Intimate Marriage, that's on Amazon, both in Kindle and paperback format. And you can send me your questions. I would love to hear your questions. Feel free to send it to my name, jenniferconzonetyahoo.com. Pretty easy. So send me your thoughts. If you feel like you want to look up some more stuff, if you'd like to see this broadcast spread out farther than San Diego, you can donate on the, the webpage as well. So feel free to interact with me and with other materials and resources. Well, let's go on. I tapped, I started to talk about how the background in family will affect body image. I want to sit there just for a second because when someone has a mother who was always dieting or a dad who made negative comments about their body or, and I could list and list and list the background of negative things that happen within the family, it can affect how somebody then views themselves. It very much affects how somebody views themselves as a teenager, as a young adolescent, into their adulthood, and then into their marital sexual relationship. 
So you may need to go back and explore some of those things. It's just very different, those negative things, compared to what the scriptures actually say. And I'm going to cover that in a moment. I I did just want to emphasize, though, we have a lot of negative stuff coming from the media. You hear the old terms, cottage cheese thighs or thunder thighs. Those are, for those more around uh, my age group, (laughs) uh, those are very, those were, there was an ad that came out a few decades ago on eating cottage cheese so that you could no longer have cottage cheese thighs. So media very much affects how we view our bodies. It's important to note that you look at You know, they've just now, this last year, released new Barbies that are more correct anatomically to what an actual teenager looks like. But, you know, decades and decades and decades of a a poor example in even the way dolls are made. So it's, you get dieting ads, they're terrible. When you look at dieting ads, my, my most common one that I talk about is the dieting ad by SlimFast on where they're standing on top of a cake and it's the bride in this gorgeous dress and she's got a split down the back of her dress because she's obviously overweight. So it's the little figure on top of the cake and it's, you know, yeah, totally shaming. In other words, it's saying lose weight before you get married, which is, of course, very common. So these negative views of the body, I, I could do a whole broadcast just on how media affects the body. Uh, I'm just tapping into it today. However, because that's such a big issue, it causes lots of issues with dieting. Again, that's a whole broadcast, but dieting has many, many negatives attached to it. We tend, we were told that if you're overweight, you're unhealthy. That's actually not true for many, many people. It can be true, but because of that, then people have this idea of I'm fat, I'm fat, I need to lose weight, I need to go on a diet, and how can my spouse ever be interested in me unless I do? Well, okay, what do the scriptures say? I'm going to read to you Colossians 2, uh, little pieces of it anyway. Verses 20 through 23 says, Do not submit to regulations, do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used according to human precepts and teachings. These have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and asceticism and severity to the body, but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh. So I'm not going to go into this much, (laughs) much more in this broadcast. However, watch your views on how your body is supposed to look and how you're supposed to make it look good. Because often we'll say, you know, put a bunch of restrictions on the body and that'll help you with your indulgence of the flesh. And actually the scriptures teach the opposite. (laughs) The scriptures actually say in Ephesians 5.18 that don't get drunk with wine for that's debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. And then it says, address one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. So the actual input (laughs) in the scriptures on if you're dealing with debauchery is sing. So there you go. Everybody go and sing and they'll lose weight. I don't think that's quite how it works, but (laughs) I do know that the scriptures have a very different view on the body than we do. uh, We're very affected by media, the world. So how does God want you to view your body? Well, I love this in Song of Solomon, chapter four, verse seven. God says, well, actually, sorry, this is the lover saying to the beloved, you are altogether beautiful, my love. There is no flaw in you. You know, ask yourselves, could you say that? 
to your spouse? Are you so affected by the ideal in the world about how the body's supposed to look that you couldn't say that to your spouse? I love this also in Psalm 139. Straight from God, you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, what an incredible scripture. And most people go, well, I am fearfully and wonderfully made, but, right? But, and they talk about their butt, or they talk about their thighs, or they talk about their waist, or their nose, or their feet, or whatever. And it's completely missing the point. What the word there in the Hebrew, the fearfully and wonderfully, what it means is that it causes that fear, fearful affright <laughs> in almost old English language. In other words, it causes astonishment and awe. So ask yourself, when you look at your body in the mirror, no matter what it looks like or what shape it's in, do you go, wow, God's creation is awesome. I love um, the Geneva Study Bible actually says it this way. It says Psalm 139 this way. Considering your wonderful work informing me, I cannot but praise you and fear your mighty power. Is that your response when you look at your body? So there's a poet. She died just recently, Maya Angelou, and I want to read a little bit of her poem. Now, this is written to women, but I think it's very applicable to all of us. She says, pretty woman, pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built to suit a fashion model's size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say... It's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. It's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist and the joy in my feet. It's the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts and the grace of my style. It's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand. I am a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. <laughs> and I could just hear her. She would uh, speak this out loud. And these are my arms and these are my legs. And hear her, she's, she's praising all the different parts of her body. My arms, my hips, my steps, my eyes, my teeth, my feet, right? Well, wow, hmm. I wonder if that's anywhere in the scriptures. Well, surprise, surprise, go read Song of Solomon and look at how the lover talks about his beloved. He says, he talks about her in terms of, he says that she's lovely, delightful, and pleasing. And then the beloved says of him that he's charming, radiant, ruddy, and outstanding. And when the lover, the male, compliments her, he says, he, ta he talks about her eyes, her hair, her teeth, her lips, her mouth, her temples, her neck, her breast, her navel, her waist, her breath, her voice, her graceful legs, her beautiful sandaled feet, her lovely face. He tells, he says that she's like the dawn, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, as majestic as the stars. So ask yourselves, husbands, when's the last time you told your wife how uniquely beautiful she is. And that's the word that the lover uses. He calls her unique. How lovely her feet are, that she has beautiful eyes and a pretty face. 
Women, look at what the beloved says. She talks about his hair, and she talks about his eyes. She mentions his head and his cheeks and his lips and his arms. She says he's like polished ivory, that his arms are rods of gold, and his legs are pillars of marble. And you might think, well, my husband's aren't. That's not the point. The point is, look how much they complement each other's bodies. It says that she delights to sit in his shade. He's sweet to taste. She loves the kisses from his mouth. So ask yourselves, wives, when's the last time you described your husband with these kinds of admiring terms that tell him how much you're appreciative of his physical strength, of how he uses his body to protect, of the wonders of his mouth, yet that you love his cheeks, his hair, his eyes. Ask yourselves, husbands, wives, how are you doing in that? How are you doing in building one another up with your bodies? So I encourage you, check the scriptures out. Ask yourself, when you look at God's amazing creation, check this. If you look at, okay, if you're here in San Diego, you're looking at the ocean and it's amazing. And you go out there and you go, wow, the ocean is awesome. If you go to the mountains and you're, I, I grew up in Colorado and ugh, there's just nothing like the Rockies. And you look at the mountains here in San Diego or anywhere else and you go, wow. If you see the awesome majesty of God and you praise the creator for that, right? We, we all know that. We look at the creation, we go, wow. When you look at your body or at somebody's body, do you see the awesome majesty of God? Do you praise him for his amazing power and creation? When you look at your spouse's body, when you look at each other, do you focus on appearance or are you amazed by the creator? Remember God's word. You are, so the scriptures say, your body is a temple. It doesn't say your body should be a temple of God. It says it is the temple of God. So I encourage you, go back, check out the scriptures and see, is my view of my body and other people's body, does it go along with God's view of my body and of other people's body? I hope this was helpful to you. This is Jennifer Conson, Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now, let's be real. This is not a typical radio program, and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Conson to address here on air, email her at jenniferconson at yahoo.com. Conson is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N, jenniferconson at yahoo.com. We hope today's program was beneficial to you. And if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Kanzen's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.